The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Very good Monday morning to you. It is May 1st, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. On this May day, the month of flowers, just like the song, Brenda has flowers in her hair today to celebrate. Very nice. Oh, I'm ready for it. Bring on this beautiful month of May. Ah, I love May. We could start the countdown now of the best months of the year. Okay, because (laughs) this is when it starts for you. It starts right now. From May on, here we go, right on through, uh, I guess, October. That's what I'm going to say. But anyway, yes, welcome to May. It's well, a long time coming. Much. Yeah. I'm ready for it. It had a very May-like feel over the weekend. Oh, oh yes, it did. It had an August-like feel was, on uh, Saturday or Friday. Friday yeah. was hot. That was like 80, what, 88, something like 87, that incredible? 88. That was amazing. Broke the record. The old record was 82, shattered the record, but... Yeah, not, yeah, kind of our normal springtime weather today. Although it's not going to be a bad day. A no, not cloudy. too bad. Yeah, and, and But nice. temperatures are still heading up there. It's not cold yeah. anymore. No. It's not cold anymore. Yeah, it could be in the 70s again tomorrow and Wednesday. So I will take that because it's May. Because it's May. The, the, so you know, it, what, you know what you do on May Day? You take flowers That's to people. That's right, exactly. You put a little May basket together. And you put your flowers in it. And I used to do this for my mom when I was, we'd do this in grade school. We'd make our own baskets and then we'd get flowers, put them in, and then you'd go on the front door and ring the doorbell and run away. And run. And just leave the, the ding dong ditch. That's right. And then just leave the flowers right there. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. That's better than what happened in my house yesterday, which was my anniversary flowers from last year were dead and dying. And Scott oh. walked in the house from our camping weekend and dumped them out into the uh, garbage. <laughs> that's it. So that's what happened to my flowers. Well, you can get more. There's plenty always out there. Always plenty more. Yeah. That's right. You God went, is always creating. You went camping this weekend. We had the best time. I love new experiences yeah. and going to new campgrounds that we've not been before and doing kind of fun things. And so we met up with our friends. Of course, we were welcomed by the... Uh, at the entrance to our campground, we went to Dexter Lake Reservoir, mm-hmm. and at the literally the driveway of our campground was the Dexter Lake Club, made famous <laughs> in the uh, historic uh, movie Animal House. Right. So that was a very exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. But even more important, the next day we got up early with our friends. They took us over to the reservoir. We saw the women's. Uh, invitational rowing event collegiate rowing right and fascinating yeah i thought it was amazing one these female athletes are fantastic i mean they are strong and they just lift these you know these rigs up and over their heads and into the lake and oh it was a lot of fun 
All the big universities were there. Oregon State, yep. uh, UCLA, Gonzaga. Uh, I think Loyola was there. Uh, it, it just was a fantastic. USC. Yeah. I mean, fantastic I'm, watching. I'm, I'm reading right about it right now as Are you're you? talking about it. Because I, I remember seeing this on the sports app, uh, Oregon State sports app. And yes, indeed, that, there it is. Oregon State set to host Dexter Lake Invite. And you were there. I was there with my cowbell yelling for all of them. <laughs> I have a- no idea what I was watching. It's the first time I'd ever been to an event. So our friends, I'm like, all right, I need statistics and rules and, and, and tell me everything. It was so much fun. Yeah. And it was a beautiful morning. Oh, gorgeous on Saturday. Oh, glassy water they said in all the years that they've been coming because they were part of a crew mm-hmm. vancouver crew right uh club they said it's never been this beautiful on the lake isn't that amazing yeah oh i had a fantastic time oh how fun did, so, you, did you get in one of the boats and do some rowing? I, they, I tried, but they said, uh, no, get out. you're not on the you're team. You're not ready to go. Don't touch our stuff. You're in the uh, veteran boat. You Sit in the in back. There. That's right. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a great time. That's a lot of fun. I think that would be a lot of fun, though, yeah. to sit in one of those boats and watch oh, these. Yeah. They, their precision, uh, again, and their athletic ability was yeah. just incredible to watch. Oh, the, the, yeah. The timing. Yes. The skill. I mean, it's it's quite the deal. So, well, I'm glad you had a chance to see it. That'd so been a lot of fun. That was my weekend. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That and was now fun. my 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 camper is in my front yard, waiting for me to head back and <laughs> gotta, give it a good scrub down before we put now. it into storage. Yeah, well, that's right. That's that's the way it goes. So, what do you have coming up this morning? Well, David, this weekend it was Good Shepherd Sunday. Pope Francis drew thousands of pilgrims to Budapest, to reminding them that Christ is the doorway. I'll tell you where it leads. All right. And while we had a beautiful weekend here, boy, boy, some tough weather back east. We'll have that for you as well. we got a great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. Here is Teresa Peterson and Faithful. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the silence surrounding
That is Teresa Peterson and Faithful. 710 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this May 1st, this May Day. Well, Brenda, what is the secret to holiness? Mm. I'd like to know it. All right. We're going to hear about that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Spring is in bloom at Mater Dei Radio, and with the warming weather comes a wide variety of exciting Catholic events. Plug into all this family fun through the Hail Mary Media app. From parish festivals to spiritual retreats, you'll find it all on a community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app also brings you powerful spiritual resources, including Liturgy of the Hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, a customized schedule of all your prayer reminders, a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcasts, podcast of all our original programming, including shows only available on the app, videos, Catholic news, and more. Download it all today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MaterDayRadio.com for more details. Spring into holiness and get the Hail Mary Media app now from Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 712 here at Mater Day Radio. We'll back to more clouds this morning after this amazing weather weekend. Clouds going to stick around into the afternoon. Highs getting to the low 60s. And there's also a possibility of running across a little sprinkle this morning. But that should not last long. Then overnight, we're going to cool down to the upper 40s. Tomorrow brings another chance of showers. But temperatures getting back to near 70 degrees. Uh, looking through the week ahead, it looks like rain is back coming on a little later in the week. All right. Currently 48 degrees at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Church in Aloha. And it is 53 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Good morning. This is Dina Marie. And today I'm excited to share a revival moment with you from Our Lady of Peace in Beaverton. This year marks the 50th anniversary for the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows to celebrate their Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching. It's an annual week-long retreat-style program that features excellent catechesis, daily prayer, Eucharistic adoration, fellowship, and of course, food, and a peaceful setting at Our Lady of Peace. And the program runs in July from July 9th through the 14th. And here's an amazing theme, 
be still and know that I am God. And among some of the presenters will be some of the Dominican sisters of Mary, mother of the Eucharist. They're coming out from Ann Arbor, Michigan for this special event. And we have one of the sisters joining us today, Sister Joseph Andrew. Sister, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us a little bit about your community and the power of the Eucharist. Good morning. Good morning, Dana Marie, and all who are listening, and really thank you for this very specially. Well, we're excited to have the sisters come. Uh, The Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, will be presenting this year. Also, Tim Staples from Catholic Answers, and one of our local priests, Father Theodore Lang, and then Bishop Peter Smith, our auxiliary bishop, will be speaking in the evening. So it's an amazing week of presentations. I want to first ask you a little bit, Sister, about your community, uh, Mother Assumpta Long. You and her and two other sisters founded the community over 25 years ago now. So just give us a sense of your charism and how you live out your religious community. Okay, well, 26 years ago, the four of us, Sister Mother Assumpta, Sister Mary Samuel, Sister John Dominic, and I were all members of another Dominican community. And as the Holy Spirit, and we were just praying to the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit leads us, if we let him, Uh, He put it in our hearts, each one of us in a very unique manner. Um, I know what he did to me and how he let me know, um, and each one would would speak for themselves, herself, but he put it in all our hearts to found another Dominican community. Now, in the history of the Dominican order, which is over 800 years old now, the orders like the Dominicans and Franciscans, and of course, this retreat will be held by the Franciscan missionaries of Our Lady of Sorrows, the Dominicans, the Franciscans, the Carmelites, the Augustinians, we always grow. We, we, we say it's like a tree. And so you have your base and then the branches are sent out by the Holy Spirit. Well, we became a new branch and which means that there was a lot of, of red tape and a lot of work to be done and we had to submit it all to Rome, and Rome has the ability to say yes or no to our idea, which we firmly believed the Holy Spirit was leading us to. So in 1997 or 1996, the four of us went up to the Archdiocese of New York, and there's many, many things I could say, but I would just say one of the most beautiful blessings God gave us was Cardinal O'Connor was already a friend of Mother Assumpta. And we had known him and she knew him more so. And he had said, come up here. I want to be your benevolent bishop. And you have to have a benevolent bishop guide you through these things. So we went up to New York and that was about in July. And the church gives you about three years to see if this idea is really of God, in which case it has to take off within three years. You have to get the church's blessing. Or if it doesn't, then you go back to your community. So. We went in July, December 4th, we sent our papers to Rome, having done everything. Now, it helped to have a cardinal who was the right right arm of John Paul II, certainly, and he would fly back and forth to Rome and take our things to the sacred congregation. And so, as it was called at that particular time in history, and so I can remember when this happened, we were in Rome and our priest friends, and we had many because Mother Sumpta had helped the Cardinal begin the Sisters of Life. And so there's a long history uh, here. And so 
our priest friends had all said, what do you mean you sent your papers to Rome? How could you do that at Christmas? Do you not have any bags of mail the Vatican gets? And we're like, and they said, why did you do that? And we said, because we were ready. You know, very simple. You know, we, we, we sent them to Rome. On January 4th, 1997, the saint now, John Paul the Great, signed off that we were a new community, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Isn't that the most beautiful name? <laughs> it truly is. And so um, we became a new community. So from there, through a lot of, of different things that, again, um, I'm, I know we don't have enough time to really talk about, but come see us in Oregon on this retreat, and we'll tell you the rest of the story. But we knew that God wanted us in Lansing, Michigan, where we didn't know anybody. We knew the priests, we knew the cardinal, we knew friends. Uh, New York was kind of a home to us. But like Abraham, and that was that was the scripture passage that Cardinal O'Connor chose for our profession mass when we made our vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience in this new community of Dominican Sisters of Mary Mother of the Eucharist. And he chose that reading. And again, because the four of us were going to be sent out immediately to go establish our mother house in our community, actually there in um, the Lansing Diocese, which is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where we went. And so now, 26 years later, our community numbers of approximately 150. The average age is about 33 years old. We uh, are spread across the country, teaching from pre-K all the way through college and seminary. Uh, in many, many schools. And we also work in Rome at the Angelicum and um, the North American College as librarians, and then also at Santa Sabina, which are in the headquarters of the Dominicans there in Rome. So we're spread all over God's beautiful creation. So he has really blessed our community. Oh. I'm talking with Sister Joseph Andrew, and I know, Sister, you spent many years, about 24, as vocation director. So again, seeing the growth, walking with women who are discerning that call to religious life, and then just seeing how God is just opening up their hearts to this beauty of spiritual motherhood. Uh, how beautiful is this? But I know today you're, you've are you been given the mission to be a Eucharistic and Marian revival speaker in this yes. time of Eucharistic yes. revival. And I think yes. it's ties so greatly into our retreat, this week-long time of prayer, but heavy catechesis. And first, I want to just ask you about the power of catechesis formation, learning. We inform our, our mind, which touches our heart, and then they work together and how we love yeah, Jesus. Right. So in uh -huh. your community, how, how do you approach catechesis, faith formation, learning about the faith? All right. Well, Dina Marie, that question is so Dominican because yes. the Holy Father 800 years ago gave us behind our name, we have the initials O.P., Order of Preachers. And so that wasn't what Dominic created. That's what the Holy Father 800 years ago said. You will be the preachers of the truth, which is the motto of the Dominican order throughout the world. And so when you touch on catechesis, you're really touching on the responsibility that each of us has as, as baptized people to know our faith. How can I know a God I don't even begin to know? How can I love someone I don't know? So we always say, why, why were we created to know, love, and serve God and to, to be happy in this world, but to really to be happy in the next, whatever this world may end up giving us by God's design that he knows will bring us closer to him. 
But if you if you notice, to know him comes first because I cannot love what I do not know. And yet God made us to be images of himself, Imago Dei. And so this incredible divine call to become as the great saints and doctors of the church really have said, especially St. Irenaeus says it so beautifully, to become Christ-like. But I can't do that if I don't know truth. And so whether our sisters are teaching biology, which is something that I teach, or social studies or English, or you name it, math, whatever, we are teaching that God, God is real. He created us. He loves us. He sustains us. And he desires for us to live with him in heaven for all eternity. And being a, a teacher for many, many years, I can honestly say you can get that message across constantly and people want it. And being now a Eucharistic and Marian preacher for the community, I realized that there is such a deep, I wouldn't even say hunger, I'd almost say starvation. People are realizing, you know, just as if we were to be starved, we would grab any morsel and be so grateful. And I believe that's pretty much where the faithful are today, that there is such a deep desire. Touch my heart with, with the knowledge that God loves me. I think when you when you put it all together, what the problems in, in this world, and always have been, that, that God couldn't love me. And so that erupts into the chaos that we see and that we have seen. And we just came out of an entire century of world wars. And, and this one's not proven any better. And a century of martyrs, which is going to be one of the talks that Mother Assumpton and I are going to give together at this retreat, a talk on martyrdom, because this is an age of martyrdom. And we know some of these people that we do believe are martyrs, some red martyrs, and we'll explain what that means, and some white martyrs. But in any case, giving the total gift of self. But again, the more we know about God, the more we love him, and the more we gain our own self-knowledge, which is incredibly important, and thereby realize the call to holiness, which is beyond all understanding, but through faith, it inspires us. And that's why we get up out of bed every day. And that's why we run through the world and, and give the gifts that we have, because we know in humility, we don't deserve them. It's God's free gift. And so the only way to do it is say, and you have it too, and you have it too, and you have it too. And then they go, well, who is he and how does he love me? And catechesis just exudes, you know. Absolutely. I'm talking again with Sister Joseph Andrew of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, our Lane County listeners on KMME. Well, uh, your, your sister communities, Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, we're so grateful for that title here to broadcast Our Ladies Radio yes. Station in the Pacific Northwest. I've got more questions to ask you as you are coming with Mother Assumpta to the 50th annual. So there's a special Jubilee celebration with this. Uh, 
of the Summer Institute at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. I want our listeners to hop online and get more information about the retreat. It's going to be a tremendous week of grace. This is what we want, grace to flow through, transform our hearts and to bring hearts closer to Jesus through Mary and through Mary's Eucharistic heart. So stay with me, sister. We're going to take a quick break. We'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Thank you. And it is 725 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, the second half of that interview coming up right around 740 or so. But if you're not going to be able to catch that second half, please go to our website because the full interview going to be made into a podcast. You're also going to have access to the podcast on the Hail Mary media app. Maybe plug that in on your drive home this evening. Boy, and it'll make it a very holy commute. You can find that Hail Mary media app on your favorite app platform. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 727 at Mater Day Radio and damaging tornadoes hit Virginia. We'll have the details in the news. And what is the best way to talk to your priest when the two of you aren't seen eye to eye? Well, I have a few uh, suggestions for you coming up in news. Here is Village Lights with Here Is Our Alleluia. You are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Almighty, ever-living God, we've come to worship you. Almighty, ever-living God, our Father, Spirit, ever living God 
That is Village Lights, and here is our Hallelujah. It's 731 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, during an outdoor mass in Budapest on Good Shepherd Sunday, Pope Francis called on Hungarians to be open and inclusive, reflecting on how Jesus wants his flock to share the abundant life they received from him. Prior to the mass held outside the city's majestic neo-Gothic parliament building, the Pope was transported by his wheelchair to a specially constructed altar platform flanked by banners in the colors of the Vatican and Hungarian flags and simply adorned with a towering wooden crucifix. And in his homily, Pope Francis zeroed in on two specific things that, according to the gospel, the Good Shepherd does for his sheep. He calls them by name... And then he leads them out. Pope Francis said the history of salvation does not begin with us, with our merits, our abilities, and our structures. It begins with the call of God. Pope Francis ended his homily with a reminder that Jesus calls us by name and cares for us with infinitely tender love. He is the door and all who enter through him have eternal life. Well, up to 100 homes are damaged in a state of emergency is in place in Virginia Beach, Virginia, after a tornado hit the city, prompting the closure this morning of at least three schools. No injuries have been reported after between 50 and 100 homes were damaged when a tornado struck the Great Neck area of the city around 6 p.m. Sunday, according to Virginia Beach officials. Now, crews from the Virginia Beach Fire Department responded to calls of collapsed roofs and cleared major debris Sunday evening while some homes reported gas leaks, prompting response from the region's gas and power crews. Hours before the tornado hit, the Weather Service had warned of isolated damaging thunderstorm winds and severe hail from eastern North Carolina to southeast Virginia with a slight risk of severe thunderstorms. And Oregon researchers tracking the spread of COVID-19 anticipate a moderate peak in cases and hospitalizations coming up in June. Now, last week, the Oregon Health Authority predicted a subvariant known as XBB 1.16 was expected to cause an increase in infections at a peak in June. Now, the OHA forecast cited data from Oregon Health and Sciences University. And OHA data scientist Peter Graven said in a new Omicron subvariant, sometimes called Arcturus, will push the numbers up in the coming months. Graven predicted a peak at 500 hospitalizations on June 28th. Now, peak is more than 500 hospitalizations would be triple the 161 COVID hospitalizations this week. But it is far from the high point in September of 2021 when the state's hospitals were struggling under the Delta wave as nurses and doctors treated more than a thousand patients in the hospital with COVID-19. Well, the percentage of adults who smoke cigarettes in the United States fell to a historic low last year. That's the word from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, on the other hand, the CDC says e-cigarettes are becoming even more popular. About 11 percent of adults told the CDC last year that they were current cigarette smokers. The survey includes responses from 27,000 people ages 18 and older. 
So in 2020 and 21, about 12.5% of adults said they smoke cigarettes. That's quite a difference from the survey in the 1940s that found about half of all Whoa. adults said they smoke cigarettes. Can you imagine that? Half of everybody. Half, half of everybody back then. Now, rates began to decline in the 1960s and more recently in 2016. 15.5% of adults said they smoke cigarettes. Now, the current survey found that e-cigarette use rose to nearly 6% last year. That's up from about 4.9% the year before. Uh, my first full-time job, I think my kids find it funny. This was back in the, the late 80s, yeah. uh, right around 1990. Uh, Employees openly smoked at their desk. Yes, I know. It was just like a normal thing there. to everything yeah. smelled yeah. like smoke. Yeah, he smoked on airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Well, the Northwest Children's Theater reopened Saturday in a new loca- location right across the street from the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall on Broadway in downtown Portland. Now, performers and families called the space and location... Well, really ideal. Rachel Brown, the marketing and communications director for the theater, said the Judy Caffrey Center for Youth Arts Northwest Children's Theater has been a pillar of the community for 30 years. Now, our old home was in Northwest Portland, and we are so excited to be bringing this new space downtown for kids and families of all ages. Now, in addition to their main stage shows, kids will also have access to classes and camps where they can experience theater for themselves. The grand opening on Saturday saw hundreds show up for two sold-out shows. Now, in coming up for tickets to upcoming shows and information on their classes and camps, you can go to nwcts.org front slash the Judy. Yes. It looks great. Well, let me tell you, my daughters both spent many years in Northwest Children's Theater. Did they really? And loved it. I've oh. got we've got some great DVDs of plays really? they were in. Yeah. I love it. Great program. I think I've I've been to some children's performances in Vancouver side. Yeah. Boy, this setup though looks to be yeah. perfect. Yeah, we were at the Northwest Portland location, which okay. was a cool old historic building, but I'd like to see the new one for the sure. The Judy. Yep, the Judy. Well, in sports, lots of college baseball on Sunday as the local teams wrapped up three-game series. In Utah, University of Portland hammered BYU in their finale, the final 22-8. Pilots take the series with the Cougars two games to one. Pilots return to action on May 9th against Oregon State. That's going to be a game at Ron Tonkin Stadium in Hillsborough. Speaking of the Beavers, get out the brooms. They get a walk-off hit by Garrett Forster in the bottom of the ninth inning to edge Arizona, 11-10, Goss Stadium in Corvallis. Oregon State sweeps the series with the win. Down in Eugene at PK Park, Oregon falls to Arizona State, 9-6. Ducks still win the series, two games to one. Beavers and the Ducks, by the way, they meet tomorrow in Corvallis, but that's going to be a non-league contest. Well, priests are ordained and have received the sacramental grace of holy orders, so it can be tempting to assume that, well, their word is just final. However, that assumption is not always accurate. Well, if a priest is teaching or practicing something that is morally wrong or clearly heretical, it is essential to inform the bishop or other relevant authorities. But in a situation where the issue is less clearly defined, such as disagreements about church approaches to evangelism or liturgical practices, it is okay for a lay person to question the priest. Nevertheless, though, it is crucial to approach such conversations constructively, personally, socially, 
and spiritually. Chris and Rebecca Mann offer three tips for talking with your priest when you disagree with them on Catholic length. Here is what they suggest. Mm -hmm. Number one, begin with prayer. Specifically, ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and inspiration and seek wisdom and understanding from sources such as Scripture, the Catechism, and the lives of the saints. Secondly, always approach the conversation with respect and charity. Knowledge that your pastor is a human being with his own strengths and weaknesses and recognize the dignity of his priesthood. And thirdly, remember to be faithful. Trust that God has entrusted the direction of your parish to your priest and the bishop, even if you disagree with some of their decisions or practices. If you feel compelled to speak up or make changes, do so in a way that is faithful to God's will rather than your own desires. Ultimately, the most critical question is whether you have been faithful to what God has asked of you. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday at 6.30 is Catholic Friendship Group gathering at St. Brigida Catholic Church in Portland. The Catholic Friendship Group is for single Catholics ages 40 to 60 who are looking to grow in faith and fellowship. Gatherings are held every other week, include adoration, a talk on prepared theme and a social. On May 5th, there will be a Cinco de Mayo game night. So please RSVP to Catholic Friendship Group at Outlook. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And Dina Marie continues her interview on what is the secret to holiness right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 743 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there is a slight chance of a shower this morning. Then we'll see a cloudy skies, high of around 63 today. Tonight, 30% chance of showers, a low of 49. Then Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah, kind of nice. Partly sunny skies, highs in the low 70s. Currently, it is 52 degrees at the Grotto here in Portland. And 48 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. 
This is Dina Marie with a retreat revival update here on Mater Day Radio. I've been talking with Sister Joseph Andrew, one of the founding sisters of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, mother of the Eucharist, founded in 1997. And we're grateful to have them be present here in the Archdiocese of Portland and in uh, Seattle as well. I know that you've been on vocations, events and coming together, talking with young men and women about their vocation and really sharing with them the good news particularly through the vocation of religious life. We get the absolute treat and privilege to have you and Mother Assumpta joining Mm us at the 50th Annual Summer Institute in July. And for our listeners, just think about this. On Sunday evening, you come in July 9th, you kind of get settled in, have your dinner, have some evening prayer. And then Monday through Friday, classes, evening lectures, time of a Eucharistic holy hour, of course, all the meals, uh, daily mass. I mean, it's just I've been to so many of these and it's such a blessed time. And sister, I want to ask you about this theme. Be still and know that I am God. And just reflect upon that in your own mission, particularly now as you're going around the country, speaking about the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother. Beautiful. You know, I have to say that um, I think this is one of my favorite things because it is so Eucharistic. We live in a fast-paced society, and we live in a frustrating society, and we live in a society that demands more patience than we have because our watches are ticking, our time is moving, everything is, is you know, I frequently say I can't wait till heaven when there will be no watches and no clocks because there will be no time because it will be eternal. That suits my heart well. And then ultimately it suits everyone's heart well. But in this chaotic life that we many times lead, we get ourselves more and more stewed up. You know, one of my Eucharistic talks really does begin with the need to forgive ourselves, because I think we put so much on ourselves that we can hardly believe, finally, that anyone can love us, let alone God. Why should he? Because all we you know, center on are our own weaknesses. And a big part of this is because we have incredible dreams and desires, which are God-given, but we can't accomplish them all. And so it frustrates us. Our humanity is frustrating. But instead of saying, God, do with me as you will, and turning ourselves over and not counting every single detail, we we tend to give ourselves report cards, as I frequently say, and, and they're not really glowing. And so I think part of the answer to this is definitely, and the biggest one, is found in prayer. And to do, to really pray, you have to be still and you have to acknowledge God is there with you and he loves you and he is interior. I know even in my own life, and I will have at least three to four hours of community prayer a day, but in teaching or working with vocations or the vast ministries that we try to all cram in and that I do by obedience, I can be very exhausted at the end of the day and say, oh, I didn't get it all done. And I, too, have to say, so what? I'm trusting him and I'm going to go spend my last half hour of awakeness in the chapel. Mm -hmm. And I find I just calm down and then the next day goes so much better. And so there really is a secret of holiness that the saints have tried to tell us, which really can be summarized by saying, be still and know that he is God. And it's not he way up in heaven, wherever it's he inside your own heart 
trying to call you if you will just be quiet and listen, if you will just be silent. Something else that I just wanted to add to this, Dina Marie, and your beautiful um, reintroduction, actually. We love your bishop. Bishop Alex Sample is a is a big fan of ours, and we are of his. <laughs> and we in Michigan sacrificed him right. so that you could have him in Portland. And I think even that is such a beautiful thing to say. We weren't given gifts for one one place, so to speak. We were given gifts to give to God so He could multiply them mm-hmm. in such an abundance. And again. If I'm just if I'm just channeling through the the tunnel of my day, I don't even realize there's a whole world out there that God is trying to give me. And so it becomes the spirituality of surrender, which is uh, Father de Cusad, the Jesuit, really writes about in his writings and, and so do many others. He just comes to mind immediately. But also it becomes a spirituality whereby I trust God with my holy vulnerability. And that's a challenge to a world that believes we have to do it all ourselves. When it comes to the spiritual, we can't do it ourselves. We rely on God and God will do it through us. And many times I kind of think as as I have to laugh and say, in spite of me, God, just do it. And he will. And I've never been tempted to say, oh, look how wonderful I am or what I have done, because I know how puny I am in essence, except God can use me. And in that alone is any, quote, greatness that I just give myself to him. And some days are more of a challenge than others, but it's the necessity to pray and re-straighten out your own thoughts in your own heart and resubmit yourself into holy vulnerability for only God. Yeah, I'm not going to be vulnerable for everything in the world by any means. There's selfishness galore out there, but I will be for God. Yeah. Again, I'm talking with Sister Joseph Andrew of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. If you want to see some just exciting things about religious life, go to their website, sistersofmary.org, and just see how they are serving, how they are loving. Again, I love to see the Dominicans and the Franciscans coming together and offering an opportunity for both the laity and the religious communities to come on this retreat. But it takes time and it takes commitment sister. And there's so many things vying for our time and trying to tell us in a deceptive way, well, this is more important to seek your career, to seek to accumulate, to seek the TV and the the, the podcasts and the apps mm-hmm. and all of the things, screen time. What I'm going to invite people is Eucharistic time, time in that quiet Amen. with the Lord. Amen. And I just want you to share a little bit about the importance for us to come away because this is a full week. There is a commitment to your family, to your work, take some time off. People take vacations all of the time. They go to Disneyland or Disney World. I'm talking about going into the heart of Jesus. Oh. This is where we need to go. <laughs> amen. 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 I, I couldn't underline or highlight or whatever. Everything that you're saying, Dina Marie Moore, because in essence, we will become what we desire to be. 
you know, um, I was on a radio program for, uh, recently and someone called in and said, you know, I want to be holy, but I just never make it. And I never this, that and the other. And, and I said, you know, and, and this person was going on about how they try to pray, but they never feel like they're in the depths of prayer and everything. And I said, you are well on your way to sanctity, to becoming a tremendous saint because your desire is so great. It's just eating you up. You have to trust. You have to let go of your own, again, as I mentioned, report card. You just have to let God be God. And I think the most beautiful way to do that is to sit in Eucharistic adoration. I think everybody, 100% of humanity would say, yes, I want peace. And if we do, we will only get it when we get in to love God more and more. And that will take sacrifice because nobody goes to prayer at the at the beginning and says, oh, I'm a wonderful prayer. I mean, I, I don't know of anybody, including all the saints. I think we prove we love by picking up the cross and carrying it for the beloved. And in prayer, there is something to I don't feel like I'm a good prayer. I never feel like I'm a good prayer. I can say that personally, but God can pray through me, in me, with me, even though I know it's not me. Yeah. So there, there's a real necessity to pray or life speeds by. And then, then we don't have much to show for it, except that we frantically tried hard to succeed in the world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the world we're leaving. Right. Right. eternity, we better be really giving ourselves to know and love and become a part of. Well, I just want to invite our listeners to consider coming out to our Lady of Peace retreat. It is such a beautiful place of prayer, of quiet, of really getting to develop more that relationship with Jesus. And our Blessed Mother is everywhere. They're just guiding you and leading you, as is St. Joseph. So let him be our guide. Again, the <laughs> retreat is uh, the 50th annual. So it's a big celebration in the middle of July. Make your plans now. The website olpretreat.org has all all of the information, and then you get to meet the sisters, the Dominican sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. And I hope uh, we may be able to, Sister Joseph Andrew, get you back on before you come out in July. We'll see if our schedules allow that. <laughs> I want to uh, just extend our love and our prayers for Mother Assumpta and all of the sisters and the beautiful work that you do there in Ann Arbor, Michigan. You are in our hearts, and we look forward to seeing you face-to-face -face in July here in Beaverton. Um, uh, would you please help us close this time with a prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for deciding to create us, for giving us the call to come home through our lives step by step and finally see you face to face with Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph and all our saints and angels for all eternity. Keep guiding us and let us open our hearts ever more deeply and especially give us the greatness to desire only you and to give ourselves in such a manner that you will be able to be heard in our hearts so that we can follow you. And someday all of us meet together in heaven. Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. All our saints and angels, 
pray for us. And thank you. Amen. Thank you, sister. God bless you and your community and have a blessed Easter. Yes, I know it. I'm so excited. And it is 7.55 here at Mater Day Radio. For more information about the upcoming education retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat, what can be found on their webpage. You're also going to find all the details on our community calendar. On our webpage, materdayradio.com, under the Get Involved menu, you're going to find the community calendar. If your ministry or parish has a special event you want the community to be invited to, well, please let Deborah know, and she will get it on the community calendar. You're also going to access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we'll give you the latest on the drought in California. Quite a turnaround. And the Sisters of Charity no longer accepting new members calling this path to completion. I'll have this story for you coming up in news right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Life doesn't go according to plan. Anyone could tell you that, but few are more qualified than today's saint, Richard Pampuri, who might have become a doctor of the church, but ended up a plain old doctor. Though he is best known as Richard, the saint would not receive this name until much later in his life. He was born Erminio Pampuri in 1897. He had a somewhat unstable childhood, losing both of his parents before he was a teenager and ending up in the guardianship of his aunt and grandparents. Erminio's sister became a nun, and he felt called to become a missionary priest. However, his relatives were concerned that he wouldn't survive the rigors of travel since he was frail and prone to illness. They encouraged him to become a doctor, and inspired by his uncle, who was in that profession, he agreed to pursue medicine as his career. He committed himself to his studies, eventually moving to Pavia to further his education. While in Pavia, he joined a group dedicated to serving the poor and became a Franciscan tertiary. He was known for his strong devotion to Mary, and he prayed the rosary earnestly and often. His studies were interrupted in 1917, when he he was drafted into World War I and worked in the field hospitals. After a few years, he was discharged and resumed his schooling, graduating with honors in 1921. From there, he spent several years working under his uncle before becoming a recognized practitioner in Morimondo. The young doctor continued to be an active part of his religious community 
taking part in many religious groups and providing a great deal of free medical treatment to the poor. He continually sought to deepen his faith and do more for the church community until he eventually realized that he might as well enter in religious life. He joined the Hospitallers of St. John of God in 1927, entering a novitiate and finally taking the religious name Richard. He took his formal vows a year later and was made the director of a dental clinic associated with the order. Unfortunately, his relative's old fear for his health proved valid. Health issues that had begun during the war flared up again, making his work more difficult with each passing year until he died in 1930 from tuberculosis. After his death, he was celebrated as a holy doctor, and after being officially named as venerable, people began to pray to him in cases of illness. Two miracles brought about from prayers for his intercession were confirmed in less than a decade. Pope John Paul II first beatified him in 1981, then canonized him in 1989. Sometimes we can't help but look back at our lives and feel a little disappointed. It's natural to think that there are mistakes we could have avoided and things we could have done better. Richard may have felt like he should have become a priest instead of a doctor, especially since he never got to live out his dream of being a missionary. We might wish we could hop in a time machine and redo everything, but we don't really need a time machine because God, who is outside of time, works through us. Just just as there are saints from every corner of the earth and in every kind of role, we can lead holy lives wherever we are. St. Richard Pampuri, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app, Details at MaterDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, the Sisters of Charity of New York, founded in 1846, announced they will no longer be taking new members, describing their congregation as on a path to completion. The con congregation said in an April 27th statement that the Sisters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul of New York will no longer work towards finding nor accepting new members to our congregation in the United States. Now, in a unanimous vote at their 2023 General Assembly, the sisters decided to adopt the recommendation of the congregation's executive council. Now, the Sisters of Charity Federation of North America has 14 member congregation, including the New York body. The Federation website gives inconsistent numbers for membership, reporting that there are 1,871 to 2,500 sisters among its member congregations. Now, the New York sisters said they still believe in the future of religious life. The sisters will continue to promote vocations and refer any inquiries to Sisters of Charity Federation Congregation and the Religious Formation Conference. Well, NOAA's Office of Law Enforcement is offering a reward of up to $20,000 for information that leads to a civil penalty or criminal conviction of the boater observed driving through resting California sea lions in the Columbia River on April 3rd near Hayden Island. Detectives are seeking information on the identity of the operator of the recreational fishing vessel involved in the incident. So the vessel is approximately 90 to 20 foot aluminum hues Pro VC runner with a dark blue stripe. Vessel has a soft top with an aluminum bare west fish and wake tower and is powered by a Yamaha outboard motor. The Marine Mammal Protection Act prohibits harassment, 
hunting, capturing, or killing marine mammals such as sea lions. Seals and sea lions may be detoured using approved non-lethal methods only during active fishing with gear deployed. Well, speaking at a Catholic university in Hungary on Sunday, Pope Francis warned of the risk of technological domination and the threat it poses to culture and to our human ecology. He also spoke about the false freedoms offered by both communism and consumerism and encouraged people to seek out Christ's truth. On April 30th, the Pope addressed approximately 250 people, including 30 students from the Faculty of Information Technology and Bionics at the Pazalmi Peter Catholic University in Budapest. Now, the visit marked the final meeting in France's three-day trip to Hungary's capital. The university is a private Catholic university founded in the 17th century. It is one of Hungary's oldest educational institutions. Pope Francis also warned of the false notion of freedom offered by the ideologies of communism and consumerism. He quoted Jesus' words that the truth will make you free and said communism offered a freedom that was restricted, limited from without, determined by someone else. And consumerism, instead, he adds, promises a hedonistic conformist libertine freedom that enslaves people to conception and to material objects. Well, it's been quite the dramatic turnaround for California. Over two-thirds of the state is now completely free of any drought conditions, according to U.S. Drought Monitor data. Only three months ago, just a little over half the state was drought-free. Now, even more of the Golden State is expected to climb out of drought conditions with the melting of the snowpack, thanks to California's increasing temperatures. This year, multiple atmospheric river storms have battered California, causing large amounts of rainfall in the lower levels and record-breaking snowpack in the Sierra Nevada. On March 13th, California Department of Water Resources data showed that the Southern Sierra had a snowpack of 257% greater than average. 257% greater. That's a lot. So this broke the record for the most snow for that time of year, which occurred in the 1982-83 season. Well, Washington state workers at risk of getting injured on the job may soon receive more protection from state regulators due to two worker safety bills that recently passed the legislature. Now, one bill will expand the state's authority to make new rules for industries with high rates of muscular skeletal disorders, which include sprains, strains, back injuries. The other requires employers to shed more light on quotas set for warehouse workers as part of an effort to ensure those expectations aren't increasing a worker's risk of injury. Both pieces of legislation come as warehouse workers increasingly speak up about working conditions and demand meaningful protections. Now, warehouse workers across industries have said they feel pressure from employees to move fast or face discipline. And that pace of work could encourage employees to cut corners like skipping a meal break or using the wrong technique to lift an item. Now, at Amazon warehouses, Washington safety regulators determined the fast pace was, in fact, putting workers at risk. At an inspection at Amazon facility in DuPont, regulators found a direct connection between the incidence of injuries at the warehouse and Amazon's expectation that employees maintain a very high pace of work. 
In sports, the defending champion Golden State Warriors are advancing in the NBA playoffs after winning a seventh and deciding game before a raucous sellout crowd in Sacramento yesterday afternoon. Final 120-100 to and won a game by Golden State guard Stephen Curry. The All-Star scored a playoff career-high 50 points. Oh my goodness. He was unstoppable. That's the most in Whoa. NBA history in a game seven, topping former teammate Kevin Durant's 48 points against Milwaukee in 2021. The Warriors will now face the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals. That series begins tomorrow in the Bay Area. And Brenda, I wanted to mention that you're Seattle Kraken. <laughs> They won. They won. They, How about them? They defeated the Colorado Avalanche in the NHL playoffs, hockey playoffs, and are advancing. So this this is their first playoff. The first playoff, and the, and they already took out yeah, the defending champs. Right. I mean, that's fantastic. First, can I just say that Kraken yes. is an awesome mascot for <laughs> yeah. a team. And uh, I've seen pictures of the start of those games. A Kraken literally comes up through the 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 ice yeah re- it's just incredible so uh i i'm pretty sure that uh, a game might be in my future next the season seattle kraken that's perfect yep well the owners of a dairy queen in phoenix remain perplexed maybe have a little bit of ice cream brain freeze they're also slightly amused as to why someone would steal the giant red spoon that adorned their restaurant. Really? They said, we're kind of upset, but really more puzzled, said Pooja Kalra uh, last week. What are they going to do with this 15-foot-tall spoon, they said. <laughs> no kidding. Well, surveillance camera caught two people appearing to manipulate the screws that held the spoon to a base, then taking off on a small motorbike. Wow. Could you imagine? It seems to me like that would be... Something kind of obvious, uh, a motorbike going down a Phoenix street <laughs> yes. with a giant red spoon. You'd, you'd think so. Somebody might see them. Well, the couple reported the theft to Phoenix Police Sergeant Brian Bauer. Confirmed officers were called and they are investigating. Now, no suspects have been identified. Now, the couple reported the theft uh, to the police. Now, the callers who are Indian immigrants moved to Phoenix from Minnesota 2007 and decided well to go into business operating a Dairy Queen. Well, now they own 34 franchise locations. Wow. Now, this Phoenix one is the only Arizona Dairy Queen with a towering red spoon. <laughs> so, again, it would be obvious. Well, meanwhile, they are making some creative strategies to spread the word about the spoon swipe. Staff at the Phoenix location started wearing Where's my spoon t-shirts <laughs> and a red spoon and that DQ logo. They've also had flyers to post the various branches around Phoenix. The reward they say to anyone leading to the information of the finding of their kidnapped spoon. Yeah. One blizzard treat from every flavor of the summer menu. That's great. I was going to joke a, a lifetime a blizzard. Blizzard. As many special, as you want. As That's many it. as you want. Boy, that would be, uh, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And this Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. is the Dump Your Junk fundraiser for Trail Life USA. It'll be happening at Our Lady of Peace Retreat. Come to Our Lady of Peace Retreat parking lot to declutter your home and support the troop. Let the team help you clean out your house, shed, garage, yard, and fill one of those dumpsters with a load of your junk. See the event website for a list of items not allowed. This is a free will offering oh, event. That's nice. I'm going to just dry my house there and then tip it. Just tip just, it. So just uh, give it a good oh, shake. Good shake. Let everything come out of it. Just like that. <laughs> you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, you're going to hear about some new podcasts hearing on the Hail Mary Media app right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Thank you for making Monterey Radio's recent Spring share a grand success. We appreciate your support helping us seek the truth during this broadcast celebration. It was an inspiring week filled with joy and prayerful generosity. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Monterey Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, Trader Joe's and Garden Home, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A and Raleigh Hills and the talented prayer shawl ministries at St. Cecilia in Beaverton and St. Thomas Aquinas in Camus. If you missed out on Monterey Radio's 2023 Spring share you can still unite with us and seek the truth. Won't you prayerfully consider making an online gift now at MonterdayRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app? And thanks to everyone who plays an important part in our mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. It is 813 Day Radio. Just a slight chance of a shower this morning, then cloudy skies today, high of 63. 30% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 49, then partly sunny skies for Tuesday and Wednesday with highs in the low 70s. Currently, it is 41 degrees at Sacred Heart, excuse me, 51 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And 50 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. Well, our effort here at Mater Day Radio is to bring you the very best of Catholic broadcasting and production, both over the air and on our standalone podcast. And it is our prayer that through our efforts that your faith is strengthened, draws you closer to our Lord. Now, as part of that work, we're growing the number of standalone podcasts that are available to you, both on our website and on the Hail Mary media app. And my guest today is joining me to introduce you to three more. Julia Monin is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry, and she's joining me today to introduce us to the new podcast, well, available to you, our listeners. Good morning, Julia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, what a joy and blessing being with you. Thanks for having me. 
Well, it's wonderful to be able to talk with you about these because, boy, you are so busy. You are part of every one of these new podcasts, and we're so excited to be able to offer these to our listeners, both here in at, in Portland area and really around the world who are using the Hail Mary media app. Before we get to the three new podcasts that we're offering, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you founded Journeys Revealed. Sure thing. So I am a cradle Catholic from a family of five. I'm the middle child in a family of five. And, you know, growing up, mom and dad did what we were supposed to be doing as practicing Catholics, right? We were in the pews every weekend, going to confession at least once a year, like good practicing Catholics are supposed to do. Um, But, you know, my mom puts it best when she kind of shares her own story, though, and we're generational Catholics from I don't know how far back. Um, Though God was in our heads, he was never really in our hearts, never really necessarily understood why we were doing what we were doing as a family. And long story short, I had a massive fall from grace as a youngster, you know, growing up, um, just fell into that, the life of the culture and this life of sin very, very innocently in the beginning. Um, But though it was innocent, it grew kind of steadily too at that same time, like sin does, right? So fast forward through my young adult years, my high school years, my college years, and on the brink of college graduation. And I, I had just like a wake up moment of realizing that, um, wow, I, I don't know how I got here, right? I don't know how I went from that young girl in junior high vowing to live my life by certain moral standards to this young woman on the brink of college graduation who was living anything but that life, right? And so I really came face to face with um, really the sin of my life for the first time. And um, of course, I didn't know what to do about it. And I wasn't talking to anybody about it. So swept it under the rug, eventually graduated college and and moved back home um, and um, was in the brink of, of living with my parents who were in the midst of their own like reversion experience, right? Falling in love with their faith for the first time, growing in in peace and wisdom and grace. And I was noticing that as a youngster. And um, my mom one day in the kitchen um, took me aside and, and she was really wise about not pushing because I'm the type of person, if you push, I'm kind of in the habit of pushing back. So she knew not to do that, but she did ask me a question that absolutely changed my my life. And she said, Julia, when's the last time you've been to confession? Um, And the truth is, it had been years since I had gone and made a good confession. And I knew in that moment, like I was longing for a fresh start, right? I was awakened to my life of sin. I knew I I needed a fresh start. I wanted a fresh start. Um, But up until that point was really just avoiding it. Um, But I did eventually after like, again, very long time of of putting it off because I was so terrified to go, to go back. Um, I did eventually get so desperate. (laughs) And I wish it was like more beautiful than that. I wish it was like, oh, I just love the Lord and I knew he would forgive me. And it was going to be this beautiful return to the sacrament. And I desired this, but honestly, I was just, I was desperate, right? I was lost in my sin. I wanted out. I was trying to get out on my own. I couldn't get out. Um, But eventually I did make a return to the sacrament of reconciliation. And of course, um, it didn't make all my problems go away immediately because that's not how the sacrament works. But it did give me something that I hadn't had in years, and that was hope. And so eventually that turned into, um, you know, more apostolic works or works in ministry or just getting involved in the life of my parish, um, which led into me um, keeping a journal. And and again, that was just something that wasn't 
anything profound or with didn't come with fireworks, just was growing in my life of prayer and started just journaling about things that were happening. Um, again, fast forward through this and eventually I uh, felt the nudge to maybe publish that journal. Um, and so that was incredibly frightening. It took a ton of discernment and a ton of just practicalities of figuring all of that out. But eventually that is what I did is published my journal that was in um, 2017. That's called The World is Noisy, God Whispers. Um, and then that eventually turned into me producing a podcast. So I would take a reflection from my journal and every episode would be on um, on that, like reflecting, giving a kind of behind the scenes of what I was journaling about that day, um, inviting people to open up their scripture to kind of ponder with that in, in their own in their own life of prayer as well. Um, now, since then, I've come out with second editions of my first two books, and then I just published my third book um, just this year, January of this year, which is The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 2. So this one picks up where my first one left off. Um, so, so yeah, that's the genesis of 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 me writing and speaking and then eventually after um after you know my book was in print for a couple years journeys revealed ministries we we were just praying about that myself and my book and the team that helped me publish my book um we would just begin praying about okay are i i guess again this wasn't like a firework thing it was so ordinary it was just i can't be the only one can i I can't be the only one that's that's you know fallen from grace, that's made a return to the Lord, that's fallen in love with Him, that's maybe kept a spiritual journal, that that um, you know has a story to share, but that would never get picked up maybe by a mainstream publisher. And that was my story. I I got rejected from a publisher that I thought for sure was going to be the people to publish my book. It was a no, um, so I ended up having to uh, self-publish the book initially. And so Journeys Revealed Ministries was birthed out of that. Out of there's got to be other people with mm. with um, you know stories to share that maybe wouldn't sell a million copies to get picked up by a mainstream um, audience or or publisher, but that has a beautiful story, the story of their soul. And so that's how Journeys Revealed Ministries was birthed. Um, we, our, our patroness is St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. And of course, she gives us that beautiful um, work, Story of a Soul. So our mission is to spread the love of Jesus by sharing the stories of our souls one intimate moment at a time. And so we focus on publishing, um, you know, books that are primarily those things you would never want to share with anybody, journals or letters you wrote to family or or things like that. Um, but we, we work on really allowing the soul to grow and to share those stories of souls so that we can give authentic witness to what God is doing in our interior lives. Well, Julia, your name of your ministry says it all, Journeys Revealed. For mm -hmm. all of us, it's not until we look back and we realize how far we've come that God was guiding us all along when it seems so difficult and so lost in the desert, it seems. And now you have these amazing podcasts available, and now even more people will be able to have access to it here through Mater Day Radio. Well, let's start with The World is Noisy, God Whispers, because it just seems like mm -hmm. that was the catalyst to really start all of these things. You know, in fact, Pope Francis has said that for Lent, give up all that excess noise, the cars and the traffic and the TVs running and social media platforms just go crazy and, you know, news 24 hours a day. Let it go. Because you're right, God mm -hmm. does speak to us, but it's in the quiet. So tell our listeners about your podcast, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. 
Sure thing. So generally speaking, that podcast, it's a monthly podcast, comes out on the first of every month. And generally it is. It's taking something from one of my books, which my book is just a compilation of little reflections, right? So short little reflections that each end with a prayer. And then I I, uh, added scripture to the end of each reflection so that the reader can really really sit with the, with the word of God in their own life of prayer. What's God saying to you? So the podcast just give us an opportunity to kind of, um, to mind the depths a little bit more. So what was really going on in the reflection in the book and what, what is really the Lord maybe wanting to say to us in the scripture that's tied to that? Um, really though, the, the podcast, everything I'm doing, if I can be honest with you at its best, I think just helps people grow in their life of prayer. So people, you know, prayer is, is so important, right? The life of our souls, how we live in this relationship with our, this father who made us with this son who saved us. And it's all there in this life of prayer. And yet how difficult it is to live the life of prayer, to show up day in and day out, especially when the fireworks aren't going off, right? Especially when we're in moments of dryness or, you know, I tried praying, it didn't work. So I'm done with that. What else you got? So to really grow in that life of prayer um, takes that consistent, persistent effort and fortitude. And so um, certainly if you're like me, you need help with that. And and to have somebody that you can just pull out a book that a little something you can just reflect on day in and day out. Um, and so again, at its best, I think that's what my books does. The, the podcast is meant to supplement that. So if you're if you're looking to kind of d- dive into a, a reflection a little bit more, um, I am a secular uh, a secular Carmelite, discalced Carmelite. 2021, I made my definitive promises as a secular Carmelite. Of course, in our charism is to, to this life of prayer, right? To pray for the world, to pray for priests. And so I've learned a lot about that and that charism. And and anyway, that's that world is noisy. God whispers is really was really inspired by Elijah. You know. The prophet Elijah being on the mountain and and God is coming and God, he knows God is coming and he's not in the fire and he's not in the earthquake right and the Lord uh, God appears to the prophet Elijah in the in the sheer silence right in this small whisper um, and and so that's what the the inspiration behind my my books is the world is noisy God whispers is taken from that and of course we look in in Carmel we look at, at Elijah as instrumental in our charism as well and so um, anyway that's what listeners would get in that podcast. Um, some just something, a lot of meat to ponder really in their life of prayer. Let's learn together. Let's learn from each other. I'm really real on on the episode. You know, I, I share probably more than I should, but I think that when we're most real with one mm-hmm. another, that that's how we learn from one another. We're not alone. You know, we all have good days and bad days, times where, where we're crushing it, so to speak, and other times when we're far from that. Um, but how can we find the Lord in all of that? So that podcast especially is more thoughts to ponder, something to help you in your life of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sometimes I have special guests, we'll do special series, but mostly it's once a month. And um, yeah, just more to reflect on. Oh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, it's wonderful that we have an opportunity to share. The world is noisy. God whispers on the Hail Mary media app. Julia Monin is joining me today. She is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry. Well, Julia, I've loved our conversation. We've gone through one of your podcasts, but well, there's a couple more that I want to talk to you about, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Yes, of course. And it is 8.25 at Mater Day Radio. Well, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. All the information is there. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you as well. Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is 827 at Mater Day Radio, and smoking in the U.S. is on the decline. We'll have the details in the news. And on Good Shepherd Sunday, Pope Francis drew thousands to Budapest, reminding them that Christ is the doorway. I'll tell you where that door leads in news. Here is Dupree. Can you feel it? We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Coming to another season, you know there's gotta be a reason for everything, everything. Looking so me up ahead, yeah. Coming at you and you can't help questioning. Running right through your bones is taking complete control. You know it now, change gon' come. You know it now, change gon' come. It's chasing you everywhere. Can't be thinking of nothing else. You know it now, change gon' come. You know it now, change gon' come. Change gon' come from heaven above, from heaven above. Change gon' come. Can you feel it? Feel it? Change gon' From heaven above, from heaven above, change gonna come, just believe it. Change gonna come, from heaven above, from heaven above, change gonna come, can you feel it, feel it? Change gonna come, from heaven above, from heaven above, change 
Dupree and Can You Feel It? It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, during an outdoor mass in Budapest on Good Shepherd Sunday, Pope Francis called on Hungarians to be open and inclusive, reflecting on how Jesus wants his flock to share the abundant life they've received from him. Prior to Mass held outside the city's majestic neo-Gothic parliament building, the Pope was transported in his wheelchair to a specially constructed altar platform flanked by banners in the colors of the Vatican and Hungarian flags and simply adorned with a towering wooden crucifix. Now, in his homily, Pope Francis zeroed in on two specific things that, according to the gospel, the Good Shepherd does for the sheep. He calls them by name, he said and leads them out. And the history of salvation, Pope Francis continues, does not begin with us, with our merits, our abilities, and our structures. It begins with the call of God. Now, Pope Francis ended his homily with a reminder that Jesus calls us by name and cares for us with infinitely tender love. He is the door and all who enter through him have eternal life. He is our future, a future of life in abundance. The pictures from this mass were absolutely incredible because when I say neo-Gothic parliament building, absolutely incredible facility. And it was all outdoors on this platform. Of course, a beautiful day there in Budapest. And yeah, the structure around it was incredible. Well, up to 100 homes are damaged and a state of emergency is in place in Virginia Beach, Virginia, after a tornado hit the city, prompting the closure this morning of at least three schools. No injuries have been reported after between 50 and 100 homes were damaged when a tornado struck the Great Neck area of the city around 6 p.m. Sunday, according to Virginia Beach officials. Now, crews from the Virginia Beach Fire Department responded to calls of collapsed roofs and cleared major debris Sunday evening, while some homes reported gas leaks that prompted response from the region's gas and power crews. Hours before the tornado hit, the Weather Service had warned of isolated damaging thunderstorm winds and severe hail from eastern North Carolina to southeast Virginia with a slight risk of severe thunderstorms. Oregon researchers tracking the spread of COVID-19 anticipate a moderate peak in cases and hospitalizations in June. Now, last week, the Oregon Health Authority predicted a subvariant known as XBB 1.16 was expected to cause an increase in infections that will peak in June. Now, the OHA forecast cited data from Oregon Health and Science University and OHSU data scientist Peter Gravin said the new Omicron subvariant will push numbers in the coming months. Now, Gravin has predicted a peak of 505 hospitalizations Around June 28th, and a peak of more than 500 hospitalization would be triple the 161 COVID hospitalizations this week. 
That's far from the high point in September 2021 when the state's hospitals were struggling under the Delta wave as nurses and doctors treated more than 1,000 patients hospitalized with COVID-19. Well, the percentage of adults who smoke cigarettes in the United States fell to a historic low last year. That's the word from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, on the other hand, the CDC says e-cigarettes are becoming even more popular. So about 11 percent of adults told the CDC last year that they were current cigarette smokers. Survey includes responses from 27,000 people ages 18 and older. So in 2020 and 21, about 12.5% of adults said they smoke cigarettes. That's quite a difference from surveys in the 1940s that found that almost half of all adults said they smoke cigarettes. Now, rates rates began to decline in the 1960s, and more recently, in 2016, 15.5% of adults said they smoked. The current survey found that e-cigarettes use, that rose nearly 6% last year. That's up from about 4.9% the year before. Well, the Northwest Children's Theater reopened Saturday in a new location right across the street from the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall on Broadway, downtown Portland. Performers and families called the space and location ideal. Rachel Brown, the marketing and communication director for the theater, said the Judy Caffrey Center for Youth Arts Northwest Children's Theater, be known as the Judy, has been a pillar of the community for 30 years. Now, our old home was in Northwest Portland, and we're so excited to be bringing this new space for downtown kids and families of all ages. In addition to their main stage shows, kids will also have access to classes and camp where they can experience theater for themselves. The grand opening on Saturday saw hundreds show up for two sold-out shows. For tickets to upcoming shows and information on their classes, you can go to nwcts.org front slash the Judy. I like that. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. What an opportunity. And uh, I've seen some of these young people perform they're incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are just very, very talented kids. As I mentioned earlier, both my daughters did Northwest right. Children's Theater and had a great time doing it. In sports, lots of college baseball on Sunday as the local teams wrapped up three-game series. In Utah, University of Portland hammered BYU in their finale. Final score there, 22-8. to Pilots take the series with the Cougars, two games to one. Pilots return to the action, to action on May 9th against Oregon State. That'll be at Ron Tonkin Stadium in Hillsboro. Speaking of the Beavers, get out the brooms. They get a walk-off hit by Garrett Forrester in the bottom of the ninth inning to edge Arizona 11-10 at Goss Stadium in Corvallis. Oregon State sweeps the series with the win. Down in Eugene at PK Park, Oregon falls to Arizona State 9-6. The Ducks still win the series, though, two games to one. Beavers and the Ducks, by the way, they meet tomorrow night in Corvallis. That'll be a non-league contest. Well, our priests are ordained and have received the sacramental grace of holy orders. So it can be tempting to assume that, well, their word's final. However, that assumption is not always accurate. Now, if a priest is teaching or practicing something that is morally wrong or clearly heretical, it is essential to inform the bishop and other relevant authorities. Now, in situations, though, where the issue is less clearly defined, such as disagreement about church approaches to evangelism or liturgical practices, well, it is okay for a layperson to question the priest. Nevertheless, it is crucial, though, to approach such conversations constructively, personally, socially, 
and spiritually. Now, Chris and Rebecca Mann from CatholicLink.org offer three tips for talking to your priest when, well, you have a disagreement with them. First, they say, begin with prayer and specifically ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and inspiration. Seek wisdom and understanding from sources such as scripture, the catechism, the lives of the saints. Now, secondly, they say, always approach the conversation with respect and charity. Acknowledge that your pastor is human being and that his own strength and weaknesses and recognize the dignity of his priesthood. And keep in mind that love and respect are essential to any productive conversation and try to avoid letting anger or frustration dominate any discussion. And then thirdly, remember to be faithful. Trust that God has entrusted the direction of your parish to your priest and our bishop, even if you disagree with some of their decisions or practices. If you feel compelled to speak up or make changes, do so in a way that is faithful to God's will rather than your own desires. And ultimately, the most critical question is whether you have been faithful to what God has asked of you. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Oh, time to take a nice shower, comb your hair, David, because there's a high school formal dance coming up. They may need some chaperones, I think, (laughs) this Saturday at 7 o'clock p.m. at Aquinas Hall, Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All high school students ages 13 to 18 are invited to join in a City of Roses themed dance. Proceeds benefit the youth attending Ignite Your Torch Northwest Catholic Conference. A modest formal attire is required. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to our community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview on some new podcasts right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Memorial Day Mass is scheduled for May 29th. As Americans, this Memorial Day, we will remember those who died in the service of our country. I'm Marie Henry, Associate Director of Cemeteries and Funeral Services at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Cemeteries. I would like to invite you to join us in prayer on Memorial Day, May 29th. Memorial Day Mass will be held on the sacred burial grounds of our Catholic cemeteries. At 9 a.m., Reverend Peo Dayton will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Eugene, At 10 a.m., Bishop Peter Smith will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Portland. And at 10 a.m., Archbishop Alexander Sample will begin Mass at Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. For additional details, you may visit Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services website at ccpdxor.com. I hope you will join us this Memorial Day. Together, we can be united in faith as we worship, remember, and celebrate legacy. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. 
Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.42 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, back to more clouds this morning after that amazing weather weekend. Clouds will stick around into the afternoon and high is going to get us to the low 60s. There's also a possibility of running across little sprinkles this morning. Overnight, though, we cooled to the upper 40s. Then tomorrow, another chance of showers, but temperatures getting to near 70 degrees. More rain coming just a little later this week. Currently, it is 52 degrees at All Saints Catholic Church in Portland and 53 degrees at Vancouver's Our Lady of Lords School. I am continuing now my conversation with Julia Monin. Julia is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministries. And in our first half hour, Julia revealed to us how she began that ministry. And of course, the fruits of that, which include wonderful books and three new podcasts that are available to our listeners. Julia, thank you so much for staying with me. Of course. What a joy being here. Well, Julia, as we spoke about in our first half hour and the name of your ministry reveals it all, Journeys Revealed. I mean, life Mm -hmm. is a journey. And until we are before the Lord in the beatific vision, well, we're going to continue to journey and be pilgrims on that journey. Your standalone podcasts that are available at Mater Day Radio now well, it's to really walk with people on their journeys and guide them along. And so we really appreciate you staying with us today. In our first half hour, we talked about the world is noisy, God whispers. I encourage our listeners, if you missed that, to please go to our website and pull up our interview. You'll be able to hear that first half. Now, the next one, and this is quite a movement, and I'll be honest, I had not been familiar with it until we got your podcast and our executive director, Patrick Ryan, said... This is amazing. And it's the show and stat way of life. Please introduce mm-hmm. our listeners to that mm-hmm. if they're not familiar with it. Sure thing. Uh, the Schoenstatt movement is a movement of uh, religious renewal in the Catholic Church. Um, and actually, Schoenstatt is a German word. It's, it originates in Germany. So Schoenstatt in German, Schön, S-C-H-O-E-N, means beautiful, stat place. So Schoenstatt, Schoenstatt, um, German word, beautiful place. It was founded in 1914 by Father Joseph Kentenick. Um, And the, the heart of the movement itself is really a, a devotion to the Blessed Mother through consecration to the Blessed Mother in what Schoenstatt, um, the, the terminology Schoenstatt uses is um, the covenant of love. And so we prepare our hearts to enter into this covenant of love with the Blessed Mother. And it's through this Blessed Mother, of course, that we are drawn into the depths and into the to the likeness of, of her son, right? So devotion to Our Lady, to the Blessed Mother. Um, there's sh- a lot of shrines that are originated that, that come with the movement. Um, so in addition to where we consecrate ourselves to the Blessed Mother and we live out our covenant with her, um, we also have shrines with the movement. And, and the shrines with the movement are attributed with three different graces. The grace of inner transformation, right, that we grow and we become these saints that God has created to be. 
the grace of um, apostolic zeal, right? That we have this grace to go out and to share this love, this goodness, this mercy with others to help build the church. And then this grace of being at home, right? Where we know we know here that this world, we often feel the weight of it. We know that this isn't our home. We, we step outside and we know that. And so Shunstock gives us this place of encounter with, with our lady, with our Lord, where we can, um, it's like being on the ark, right? In the midst of the storm, right? This, this grace of being at home. So yes, the Shunstock, movement is um, very active where I am from in West Central Ohio. There's a daughter shrine in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where which is kind of like the headquarters is not the right word, but where where we mm-hmm. have that in the States here. Um, and there's other daughter shrines. Daughter shrines are exact replicas of the original shrine, which is in Schoenstatt, Germany. Um, but anyway, I became active in the movement back in 2010. My husband and I went through formation together, made our covenant of love, and the Blessed Mother um, radically, just a radical conversion. And in fact, if you heard the first part of the interview when we had that first section, I talked about that. I was just fallen into the life of sin, living the life, the culture. I had this moment where I was really like awakened to that reality of, oh my gosh, how did I get here? And it was at that moment that my own parents were going through their own sort of reversion. And it was through this devotion to Our Lady through the Shunstop movement. They themselves had had learned more about their faith, consecrated themselves to the Blessed Mother, were becoming more active in their faith, and the graces of it began pouring out on us, on us, their children, as well. And so my, after my husband and I were married, we became active in the movement, learned more about our faith. Um, you have an option to dedicate a shrine in your home, what, what the movement calls a home shrine, right? This place of grace, this place of prayer in your home. And so my husband and I did that, and, and it was like the more we gave ourselves to the Blessed Mother, the more we entrusted to her, the more we grew in our understanding and our faith, uh, uh, our understanding of the church. Oh man, the more and more we fell in love with her son, the more we fell in love with each other, the more uh, God continued to heal us, continued to heal our marriage, continued to grow us. And so the Shunstat Way of Life podcast was started years after that. Um, the movement here in Ohio, um, was 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 growing and that was something that I could offer to the movement of just some a way for us to learn together what were what some um specifically how we grow in our devotion to our blessed mother sometimes the the unique charism of Shunstadt and what that means and how we live that out so it was really meant for um, people here in Ohio uh, who were looking to live their covenant of love out in their daily lives um but it's definitely grown Shunstadt is an international movement so there's listeners from all over the world tuning into that podcast um and and it's more than just Shunstadt specific, because certainly as Catholics, we're all drawn to devotion to the Blessed Mother. And so how can we all learn from that, learn from one another, and really um, enter in, uh, put ourselves under Our Lady's mantle, right, so that she can draw us into the depths of her loved son for us. So um, so yeah, that's where that podcast comes from. Again, that one's monthly, okay. comes out once a month on the 18th of every month. And that is because the 18th of October, 1914 is when Shunstadt was founded. Um, and so that's what we call our founding day. And so every 18th of the month in a special way in the movement is uh, covenant day. We renew our covenants with Our Lady. And so it comes out on the 18th of every month. Oh. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is just one of the podcasts you are going to get that is being produced by Julia Mon and the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry. All right. So the world is noisy. God whispers. And of course, the Shunstadt way of life. If that weren't enough, well, yeah, I'm going to add <laughs> one more to the list. Darting through the faith. Now, this is wonderful because you have a wonderful co-host on that podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about it. 
Yeah, darting through the faith is definitely the most fun I have recording a podcast because I do have a co-host, Father Sean Wilson. Um, Father Sean is the pastor at the parishes that I am a part of, um, the Holy Face of Jesus Parishes. He's pastor of four different, it's a region of four different parishes. And Father Sean and I did a radio show together um, when, when he was first assigned up here, and we just had a lot of fun together talking about the faith, being at the mic with each other. And when he was appointed pastor, we talked about getting getting back into something. So this was really... This was his idea. This was his mission. This is his vision. It's something we produce for his parishioners. Um, but it, he he's invited me along for the ride. So we have a lot of fun together. So darting through the faith, it's that name because we literally every week take a dart or Father Sean takes a dart. I, it's, I joke that it's in my contract. I don't have to throw the dart. But he literally takes the dart and he throws it at a big, huge custom dartboard that we make. And we're darting our way through the catechism. So we just pull out a little section of the catechism of the Catholic Church a little bit at a time. And we we share we share what the church is teaching on that um, we have some special series every now and again if something special is going on in his parish where you know we need to like break from catechism stuff and we record some things on that we had a whole year of the Eucharist where we were focused just on Eucharist and, and what Holy Mother Church gives us through that um, but primarily it's a it's a podcast that comes out weekly episodes are released every Friday and they're based on wherever that dart landed and whatever section we're covering in the catechism Oh, how much fun and how uh, how exciting to be a little on your toes because you don't exactly know where you're going to go. But boy, mm-hmm. as we said, the, the Lord reveals that and the Holy Spirit's with us to guide our conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, Julia, um, for sure, the Holy Spirit was with us today to guide our conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Now, before we go, tell our listeners a little bit more about where they're going to find your webpage on Journeys Revealed Ministry and then also some of the resources you have available there. Sure. So our website is journeysrevealed.com, journeysrevealed.com. So you can learn all about what we are doing there, the the books that we've published. Of course, mine are available for sale online there, as well as the couple other that we have we have printed since our founding. Um, and we are we are definitely still in our infancy, just getting our feet wet as an apostolate, just moved into office space in 2020. Um, but man, is it growing and are we seeing the need and the desire for people to want to share their stories, to want to grow in holiness, um, but not have an outlet or resources to do that. So journeysrevealed.com is where you can learn all about us and our apostolate and our mission. Um, um, on there is a subsite, my own website, theworldisnoisy.com. So if you just want to go to theworldisnoisy.com, you can find out information about me, um, the books, the podcasts, everything I've got going on can be found there as well. Well, fantastic. Julia, I have really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, what a blessing. Thank you for having me. And we pray that your journeys will eventually lead you to the Pacific Northwest. We'd love to host you sometime. Ah, Thank you so much. I would love that. And again, that is Julia Monin. Now, she is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministries and also the producer of three great new podcasts that are available to our listeners. On the podcast of this interview, I'm going to put all of those, all the information about where you can find the podcast and also how you can get to Julia's webpage. And you're going to find it again on the podcast at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.53 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, we continue to celebrate this Easter season. In fact, all the way to the 28th of this month when we celebrate Pentecost. Head over to our webpage because right at the top, well, you're going to see some great Easter resources. Follow that link and find out more information, including interviews, music, and wonderful prayers for this Easter 
for this season. Also, while you're there, you still have an opportunity to support Mater Day Radio in our 2023 Spring Sharathon. A big thank you again to all those who helped us during that week, our supporters that called in, the volunteers, and those that kept us fed throughout the week was wonderful. There is still time for you to join in and support Mater Day Radio. You can find all of that information, materdayradio.com, and of course, also on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, one final look at your weather. Clouds going to be sticking around today into the afternoon, but highs getting us to the low 60s. Overnight, we're going to cool down to the upper 40s. Then tomorrow, chance of showers, but looks like temperature is going to be pushing to near 70 degrees. Currently, it is 52 degrees in the Rose City. In closing out our show today, here is Steve Angrizano in a rightful place. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Till they rest in thee Let us build your kingdom In truth and grace So that all might know They have a rightful place Beauty ever ancient and new Breaking through our deafness So we hear of night A new dawn is rising to bring your light 
Grisano and a rightful place. It's 8:59 here at Mater Day Radio. And that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is a Monday. That means Living Stones coming up this evening at 7:30, but you can catch the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. Have a very blessed day.